Love podcast. Um, I am Leanne and I'm the founder of Freebie World Company. I'm so excited to have you on here today. If you're watching from YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we're really happy to have you. It's such an um, honour for me to introduce you to today's guest, Renee uh, from Brand Pages Consulting. And I I'm super excited. I know you're going to love the chat today. Um, we're going to get right in. I, I just thought I would start with a hello and welcome, Renee. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. And it's great to be Zooming with you. This is the new normal, isn't it? This is it kind is. Of night. Well, not you and I, but like, you know, it's how we roll now. So it's very fun. Yeah. It's a new, a new fun way to connect. <laughs> Um, I stumbled across your uh, development and coaching consultancy online and absolutely love um, the message that came across. I love the visuals, as I, as I mentioned to you as well. Um, and I, I just wanted if you would introduce yourself and perhaps your passion and brand pages consultancy to a lovely audience. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Well, uh, yes, so I'm Renee Oduko, and um, we are actually celebrating in the next couple of days one year of blank pages. Uh, so it's been really fun to just reflect and reminisce over the journey. And um, really, the passion started for this business probably about 12 years ago, I did business management at university. Um, and as you can hear from my accent, I'm Australian. So <laughs> if anyone needs subtitles, I'm happy to provide. Um, but so yeah, about 12 years ago, I'd studied um, business management and my now husband, but he was friend at the time, gifted me a, a CD series. So we used to do CDs back in the day uh, of uh, the Australian Entrepreneur of the Year. And it was a business uh, startup CD series. And I remember listening to it CD after CD after CD. It was about six CDs and everything from marketing and idea um, analysis and um, product, everything covered, you know, all of it. And I, it was just like he was speaking this hidden language that I loved and I got so excited. So I knew one day I wanted to start my own business, but fast forward probably 10 years on and a couple of years ago, uh, my family and I found ourselves in New York for a couple of years. And it was one of those silent seasons. I don't know if that resonates at all, you know, sort of new, new city, new friendship circles, new house, new everything, new baby as well. And um, I remember, having to put baby to bed one night and just walking the apartment halls because he wasn't a sleeper. So we had to kind of walk around the halls and get him to sleep 45 mm -hmm. minutes each night. And this idea sort of landed of helping people who are stuck. So stuck on not only ideas and how to action dreams and how to move things forward, but also that the whole thought of being stuck in not knowing even their own how, their own personal how they approach planning or prepping or formulating ideas, whatever. And yeah. that was really the initial thought behind Blank Pages. And um, fast forward now, sort of three years on, we are really passionate about 
developing people's personal systems and we say sharpening personal systems for professional momentum uh, so that can be anywhere from having people come to workshops through to executive coaching through to um, business strategy and idea formation so it's really fun it's really fresh it's still in seed form but yeah. um, we're really excited yeah that is really cool um i know that it's definitely something i've looked at um for myself and i'm excited to be able to come along to one of your workshops in the next couple of weeks um, i I love the idea of um, coaching and allowing ourselves to be exposed to others and who are perhaps uh, stronger in areas that we are weak. Um, I also love the idea of being a part of a team and, you know, growing up in a, a church environment. Um, it's really helped me understand the beauty of um, and the importance of collaborating with each other and journeying life together in a community. Absolutely. And I wondered if you had some perhaps practical tips and, and, and ways that we could um, allow ourselves to align with a coach or how, we, how, we, how we could we go about aligning ourselves with a coach and perhaps, you know, uh, a good, maybe advise on a good candidate for coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm an executive coach and it's interesting because probably even five years ago, maybe even you know sooner than that i didn't actually really understand what it meant to be a coach or to have a coach i if somebody said the word coach i just sort of thought of sporting coaches um and i didn't quite kind of get the purpose or the role or the value mm -hmm. and um i didn't realize this was kind of the missing ingredient in my life um, in terms of kind of what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, but also the value it can have on other people. So I guess the starting point I always sort of share when I'm talking about coaching is maybe the difference between coaching and mentoring. Um, and when we think, when we consider mentoring, that's when you might have someone who's, it's, it, the, the relationship is more like a teacher-student type of relationship. Someone has the expertise and someone's sort of eager to learn from that, to sort of glean from that experience and knowledge, often in the same field. But when it comes to a coach, a coach is what we say is, is an expert in the process of a coaching conversation rather than an expert in um, a particular topic or you, the person, uh, which really excites me because it means that I, as a coach, can have conversations with such a range of different people, different spheres, industries, different um, levels of experience. They could almost be, they could also be more experienced than me in certain areas. Um, but what we do as a coach is we provide how do I explain it? We could provide a really safe space for people to have almost like a thinking partner. Right. Um, it's, it's an opportunity for people to really not only gain clarity on ideas or projects, career, next steps. So clarity around what it is they're struggling with or stuck with potentially. And then we help unlock some options for them. So I think coaching is really, for me, the word that sticks out is, is 
almost like a guiding voice yep. and a safe place for you to collaborate. And I know you, you've used that, you use that word and that's really one of my favorite words. I love the idea of two people and, and sometimes we work with teams as well. We coach teams, but the idea that there's just this empty space or blank page, that's why we've called it blank pages. And through conversation, through powerful questions, through um, asking ourselves questions that we might not have awareness of, right. these whole other options and scenarios can open up. And that's exciting. And also with many coaching conversations I've had, we, I can assume incorrectly the outcome of the conversation. So somebody might come with a particular topic and we explore it in such a way that it's surprising to both of us where we end up. And so it's fresh and um, creative. You're creating. Yeah. You're learning as you go, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, it really, um, not something that, you know, we don't all have uh, friends and family who could relate to certain areas that we need um, coaching in. So it's really something quite fundamental I think in helping us get to that place I think often being able to go what, what's the saying it says if you want to go somewhere go um oh I forgot the saying now oh if you want to is it if you want to go far go alone if far. you want to go far go with that's the one <laughs> yeah uh yeah so I guess there's it's just a I think there's such a value in going going with people along the way kind of partnering up and kind of allowing yourself that really um that space to think I've not that I've I've had some coaching no I've had some mentoring in terms of like the Prince's Trust but um I think what what it sounds like is what what you're offering is is actually something much more valuable um it's that time and that kind of voice um and yeah. not that you don't already get that in some sense but you're kind of limited I guess um yeah yeah, what I would add, Leanne, is um, I, I think it's intentional time set aside to explore options and explore solutions. And yeah. I think the great thing about having a coach as well and um, a collaboration partner is particularly if they're not a part of your immediate circle, as you were talking about friends, family, parents, BFFs, all of that, colleagues, is that that the coach is not as emotionally attached to your outcomes and your decisions as someone in your immediate world. And so there's a little bit more of uh, a safe space and a non-judgmental reaction. So we, you know, because we're not connected in that way. Um, and, you know, even when I've been coached myself, because I think it's important for coaches to have coaches as well because we're we're all on a journey we're all figuring out next steps and how to um you know work smarter and not harder and all these kind of things um it's it's been so refreshing because it also opens up uh well, refreshing and scary in in some ways because uh it can be some of these blind spots that yeah. we're not aware of ourselves and i think you know the older we get and the the, the more experience and the more journey that we have, we do need to be able to reflect it in a healthy, um, forward-moving way, rather than sometimes just in our own head. Although I'm a huge advocate for self-reflection, um, that bouncing off someone having a thinking partner 
in a safe space is, um, you know, I see, I think it's so valuable and I believe my coaches do as well. It's, it's perfect timing as well because I think a lot of people will be doing a lot of reflection as we, you know, are in this, pe this season of being, of navigating quarantine and oh, um, it is um, unusual. <laughs> but we are now three months into 2020. We're going through this new season. I wondered if you had any thoughts of encouragement around navigating this season and your own experience um, that could maybe help the listeners um, who are thinking about their professional career, you know, or, or just as a, as a mum, as a, a sister, a friend, or, yeah, a daughter. Yeah, well, it's hard to put words around this season, isn't it? It's surreal is the word that comes to mind constantly um my husband oft, often says to me now that he's working at home and we're almost like colleagues um <laughs> <laughs> he says he still cannot believe you know if, if someone said to him new year's eve you know going into 2020 um you know in three months time you'd be full-time working at home and this would be happening this would be, you know the list the layers of what's going on i mean it's something out of a an, a movie, a B, a B Ray movie. Um, so it's surreal to say the least, but I do believe there is value and opportunity in this season. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think I'm wired that way, but I'm also intentional in being a dealer of hope at this time, because I see this for some people, this is one of those silent seasons. And I, I referred to that, um, in our in our earlier conversation, um, you know, the pace of life is potentially changed for people. Even though we're on Zoom calls a lot, and you know, there's pivoting that we have to do in this season. If we, particularly, if, you know, for the entrepreneurs who are listening in, and those who own businesses, and um, you know, have staff under their responsibility, there's pivoting to be done, and creativity and solution of how to navigate. Yeah. But on a, on a personal level, um, there is a lot of opportunity for reflection. There is opportunity, if we are intentional with it, that's the key, to silence some of the noise and to really ask ourselves some powerful and meaningful questions along the lines of what's going to be different after this in my life. Yeah. Um, how is this going to affect me for the better? Um, what 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 can I be creating in this season? I think is a is a powerful thought because I'm a firm believer in we are all creative, um, and th the definition of create is to bring into existence something that doesn't yet exist. So I think there's a real possibility of. Um, ideas and projects and books and um, recipes and what whatever is playful and joyful and meaningful to you to be brought into existence in this season but the the flip side of that is or not as well you know for some of us the pace of this season um, or the opportunity of this season is to just be still and to rest yeah um, so for some of us, it's opportunity to really create and to run hard and to bring forth something. But for others, it's a wonderful opportunity to rest and reflect or both. 
so I, th I, I would encourage people to really um, have a, an awareness of what is healthy in this season for them and to be okay that it might look different to their friend or their mother or their colleague, you know. We don't all have to write the book, but some of us, it's perfect opportunity to. Um, so I, you know, I'm very careful with kind of saying to everyone, you've got to get out there and make this your most productive, most efficient season. Because for many of, of my friends, this is, this is the time to rest. But yep. for others, the pace might be slow enough now for them to actually birth something, you know, birth something that has been kind of dormant for a long time. It's, Does um, that make sense? I don't know if that's kind of juxtaposition. A hundred percent. It's just so true. I actually um, read an article this morning that um, talked about how we can actually get um, working from home burnout. And so I, I've mm. definitely... I've definitely related to that. I think also working from home um, and I work in social media. So I see, I see that conversation of people struggling between that line of, oh, I sh everyone else is doing this. I should be productive and, you know, figuring out where that line is for them. Yeah. Um, so it's really a great answer. Appreciate, appreciate that gold. Um, I think also I kind of talked about that, but I guess I was... I wondered if you had any uh, advice on how to stay present in the moment and in our life because we have got so so many distractions, even being at home. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think potentially more distractions at home. Uh, I've been a home worker for 12 months now. And so I have a little bit of a head start maybe. Um, this is potentially something that is a uh, work in progress for me, being present. Um, I don't know whether we told your listeners that I have two uh, lovely children as well um, who are as energetic as they come. And I'm really aware of this subject more than ever and on a journey with it. What I will say, though, that I'm learning um, is I don't I don't know about you, but I'm I've constantly got ideas going through my head, constantly a new idea, new idea, new idea, and so that can really be exciting and a great personal um, adrenaline and energizer. But it takes me out of the moment quite quickly. So what I've learned is to just keep a one thing I'm working with is a notebook on my kitchen uh, bench. And I, as I'm making the breakfast or as I'm, whatever I'm doing in the kitchen, and I'm often in the kitchen as a, as a mum and as a fabulous eater, um, <laughs> I, so I will just unload and just try and get that idea to land somewhere so that it doesn't keep kicking around in my head. Um, and I am an avid time block person. So I teach on this. This is part of the framework that we we um, teach is to really understand time blocking of the day. So batching activities together and creating meaningful moments. So if that's um, with my children, then I will make sure as much as possible that I've had a time block of 
work or planning prior to that. So that might be early in the morning, that might be the night before, so that I can just unload some of those urgent and important actions that I need to do so that I can be present in that moment. And I am not, I, I'm an 80% is my new 100%. So in a previous life, as in previous, um, <laughs> I, I was, I'm known to be a bit of a perfectionist or a striving perfectionist. And I've shifted that into being more of excellence focused. But what I've tried to do there is um, I don't aim for 100% anymore. If I get to 80% of whatever, that's my 100%. So I'm not, I'm not aiming to be present in every single moment because I just don't think that's realistic. But I'm aiming to be present in 80% of the moments, if that makes sense. So yeah. sometimes I will be distracted. I think that's just human nature. Um, you know, I've got a, a, a workshop coming up or I've got a whatever, whatever. You know, so your brain. But wherever possible... I try and remove distractions. So phones, um, thinking, try and empty out my thinking onto something so that I could be there. And then when I'm in the moment, I'm a work hard, play hard kind of person. So if I'm with my children, I'll try and get into whatever character they're doing or I'm on the floor with them so that I'm kind of immersed in that activity, not half there, half somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, that's couple of things that I'm trying, if I'm with my husband and we're watching TV or whatever, I, you know, phones go in the drawer, things like that. Um, oh, that's good. But, yeah. Phone in the drawer. Absolutely. Or in the fridge or something like, just like, <laughs> so, maybe not the fridge. You might don't, don't do the fridge thing. But um, what, when you're trying to break a bad habit, you've got to make it um, difficult. So it's, you know, I teach on habits as well. So if you're trying to form a habit, you've got to make it accessible and attractive and all these things. You invert that for the habits that you're trying to break. So if it's distraction, you've got to make things harder, hide the remote, all those kind of things. Oh, that is, that's so good. I might even um, make a quote card of that one, <laughs> Renee, and tag you. Um, you're welcome. I, for the last two, for the first couple of weeks of uh, quarantine, I pretty much lived by the fridge. I've had to kind of curb that that habit as you. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's a challenge. Like, and I, I actually I worked from home Absolutely. for a little for for a little while, like two days a week. So it wasn't a hundred percent new to me. But um, I know that you've been you've definitely been working from home a lot longer than I have. So on that kind of thought as well, I know. Did you have any, maybe a tip or how do you approach your routine, especially at that beginning of the day stage and, and getting that, that discipline, I yeah. guess? In? Yes. Well, I too collect quotes. <laughs> I think we have that in common. And potentially my favourite quote is um, Win the Morning, Win the Day by Timothy Ferris. And I'm a huge believer in in setting your morning routine. And this is coming from someone who's not a morning person. So I think that's really helpful to hear because even if you're more energetic um, in, the, in the evenings and, and you struggle in the morning, there is still ways to win the morning. And particularly now that 
a lot of us are working from home. So forming your morning routine could be anywhere from making sure your alarms set the night before. And actually, your, I always say your morning starts the night before. So mm -hmm. the way we set up our day to win is we do a bit of prep in the evening. So even I set an alarm to go to bed at night because I am a night owl. So I would go into the night, happy as Larry, in my joy zone, but then not be able to function the next day. So uh, even though that's my preference, I put, I, I guard that and I put some boundary around that. In the, in the morning, um, you know, all, all the usual things, you know, drink your glass of water, uh, move in some way, um, have your plan for the day. I, I, I speak to so many people and obviously this is what I do, but um, that they sort of just kind of roll into the day and, and however it happens, happens. And I'm not against that approach. I think that can work for people, but um, having some clarity about what's urgent and important for that day is key. Uh, mm. It will help you with your momentum and it will help unload some of those things that are going to knock about in your head and distract you from doing other deep work. Um, I, I would also, particularly working from home, I would also know when you're gonna have your breaks and guard that as much as possible. So that's your lunch break, maybe your exercise break with that one a day, but also know when and how you have brain breaks. Um, is really key we're not as much as people think we just kind of go 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 throughout the day people when we're not wired that way we're, we're we're wired for dynamic we're wired for rest we're wired for um inspiration so yeah. making sure you fit them in and it will help you be more productive it will help you uh produce what you want to produce in the day so a couple of little tips really good tips um and actually I've heard of the lemon and the water, but um, I wonder if I've given enough thought to it. I have a little routine, but it's really good to to be reminded and to think about, you know, what we could, ideas that we could put in place. I've definitely got a few from that. So thank you. Um, yeah. I guess. Lemon water. Yes, that's that's. Lemon water. Well, yeah. So um, I have a nutritionist doctor friend, and she suggests. Um, uh, 500 mils of boiling hot water, put a fresh lemon juice in and you can add, add some uh, uh, ginger if you have it and let it cool down as, as much as, as to the point where you can drink it. So not too cold, but you know, still hot. And the idea there is that it helps your body um, uh, get rid of the toxins. So you, what is that word when it's, your pH is it your pH or your your toxic levels are adjusted. Your pH levels, yeah. pH levels, yeah. Really. Mm. Uh, I was actually going to throw in a cheeky little question there as well, and, and ask you just for fun. Um, have you got a favourite recipe that you've cooked, you've been cooking or discovered in the period of quarantine? <laughs> I, oh, I mean, I love baking and cooking. Uh, I'm more of a baker than a than a cook. But um, so I don't know if you follow that lovely couple, is it Jeffrey Walker or this lovely elderly couple? They've got hundreds of thousands of followers. 
I'm sure it's Jeffrey Walker and their beautiful elderly couple. Anyway, they had a lovely recipe for scones the other day and I cooked them and they're amazing. But one thing that I'm cooking weekly at the moment is vegetarian lasagna. <laughs> and I think it's because I just throw in all the veg and it is just this mass amount of food that we can freeze her. Um, but I do make a good Anzac cookie, but I don't know if, if um, U UK family knows about the old Anzacs. They're like flapjacks. I definitely know and have tasted uh, an Anzac cookie and they are amazing. Yeah. Um, I've had a few in my, my, my time. They should be outlawed because we're all going to roll out of this season um, needing to go to like health camps or something. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. I think, you know what, cooking brings comfort. We've just got to make sure that what comforts us doesn't kill us. I think that's what I'm trying to get that balance of like comfort versus like, you know, too much of a good thing. But Yeah, I've, I've banned myself from baking uh, no more banana bread for quite a while. <laughs> I love that. I love that that trend. Uh, I definitely, yeah, it's become, apparently it's the most uh, downloaded recipe for cake. Oh, no for doubt. Um, <laughs> I thought the coffee uh, shops are shut, I think. I know. Oh my gosh, I love my coffee. That is the, that's the one thing I do miss. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm in that stage where I'm now thinking about which restaurants I might hit up once I can go out. <laughs> oh, it's, it's real. It's real. I wear in that same boat. <laughs> uh, I mentioned, um, so I mentioned earlier that I stumbled across your uh, your lovely page and your workshop on Instagram. Uh, creating and your workshop is called Creating Your Personal Rhythms. I love the language around that, and I I just thought it'd be really nice. I think it speaks to the culture and um, the at points I feel like we tend to confuse like busy with productivity. I just wondered if I know we've talked a little bit through the, the conversation about the you know what you do and I thought if there's maybe, maybe just share a little bit about how people could get involved if they want to get involved or how would they approach in yeah. terms of coaching yeah absolutely uh, so we um we've created uh, this workshop really with the sense to as an introduction I think into what we term as rhythms it's not a it's not a new um term but i'm sort of dusting it off i guess um the whole thought around the rhythms is just like our body have has a has a almost an automated rhythm through the heartbeat um problems start to arise with with our with our internal rhythm if the pace is if, if the beat is either too fast or too slow and that's um two common forms of arrhythmias and i really started thinking about this in terms of our own pace and the order in which we action and set priorities and either include or exclude the things that are really important to us in life and i know that um when it comes to our own rhythm, we can sometimes think of work rhythm or our personal life, and you'll he always hear the term, you know, work-life balance yeah. um, being bantied around. But I, I personally believe that we are holistic beings, and um, if we don't have our personal systems sort of humming along and in a good paced rhythm, 
And when I, when I say personal systems, I mean how we plan, how we organize ourselves, how we schedule our time, how if we understand our energy management, all of those type of things, um, to-do lists, priority setting, that will affect not only our personal life, but also our professional momentum. And so what we've done with this workshop is come up with a bit of a framework of understanding and clarifying what are the important time blocks um, that we need to be including in our weekly and daily rhythm. Um, and some of them might be surprising to us. So I go through sort of a, a set list of five time blocks or five categories, and then you personalize it to your own life. And then we get about creating that. So actually putting it down in a schedule. And um, it's, it's, it's really fun and it's often eye-opening to people. Some people will say, oh my gosh, I have so much more time than I realize. <laughs> or they'll say, I am trying to fit in way too much into my life. And we also look at energy management. So when is the best time to be doing different activities based on your own makeup, your own, um, what energizes you, what excites you, what's exhausting to you, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and what we've done with, with the workshop really is it's in two parts. So one of it is, one, one side of it is, well, we used to do face-to-face, -face, now we do virtual. And then we also offer part B, which is a one-to-one -one coaching session. So I am really passionate about not only teaching framework, but uh, helping personalize it and apply it to your own unique journey and situation. Um, and um, that's kind of the only way I offer this workshop, to be honest, is if we, we have the group session and then we, we apply it one-to-one -one because everybody is so unique. Everybody is in different spheres, seasons, pace, passions, all of this kind of thing. And yeah. we, we really get to get into the nitty gritty of how to clarify for your own life, uh, what works, what's not working, what are the pressure points and how to, how to move past your blank page with this type of thing. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, and what, so your website, where's the best place for us to connect with you post podcast? Yeah, the best place, a couple, a couple of places, um, website. So it's, um, www.blankpagesconsulting.com uh, or via Instagram. We have a lovely, cute little Instagram page, which is a bit of a mixture of encouragement and tips and tricks and also workspace inspiration. So that's kind of a, a, side, a side passion of mine is, you know, creating your atmosphere to create, really. Yes. Um, so that's, um, at blank underscore pages underscore co. So just CO at the end, you can find us. I will link to those pages below the video and in the podcast description, but it's nice that thank you so much, uh, Renee for joining us today and giving us some amazing tips and insight into, into your world and helpful tips for us. <laughs> Been fun. Loved it. Until next time, take care.